Okay, I would like to introduce uh, Lisa Ann. She's the owner of Spirit Quest um, that is on Pennsylvania. And um, she is um, an intuitive. She works as an intuitive, but she also is an author. Uh, What we'll be talking about today is what she was telling me about her personal mission as an intuitive and what she would like to um, have people become more aware of. So Lisa Ann, would you just kind of go into what you're talking about as far as your, your mission? Sure. Thank you for having me. So I always tell people, I did not wake up one day and say, hey, I think I'm going to become a professional psychic. Mm -hmm. It is literally something that happened to me. Mm -hmm. So when I was in my early 20s, my grandmother passed away Mm -hmm. and she started coming to me in dreams. And the things that she was telling me, they were not warm, fuzzy, I love you, I miss you things. She was warning me about something that was going to be happening in my life. Oh my. And I share that only because when I tell people, oh, my grandmother passed away and she came to me in dreams, people usually will say, oh, well, that was your imagination because you were missing her. Yeah. So I just throw in that detail because what she warns me about, there was no way that I would have imagined that horrible of a thing happening. Mm -hmm. And she was coming to tell me that regardless of what was unfolding, that it was all going to be okay. And Mm -hmm. I won't go into the whole story, but she was 100% right. Right, right. And so that was kind of my interest introduction into this whole okay. intuitive world so to speak a couple of years after that I had what I used to jokingly say was one of the worst years of my life and I went and took a class to learn how to meditate mm-hmm. because I was so stressed out I did not know what to do and I really for me personally I don't like medicating myself mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. went and took a class mm-hmm. The woman was a uh, nurse and Mm -hmm. she did energy work Mm -hmm. and her husband was a professional psychic. Mm -hmm. So during these like, you know, 16 weeks or however many weeks of classes it was, she was introducing us to everything, Mm -hmm. to astrology, numerology, meditation, reading cards, all of these amazing tools Mm -hmm. that I had heard of, but Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how significant they could be in your life. Sure. After that class, I started having friends and some people around me come to me and say, I don't know what you're doing, but you seem completely different. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I'm I'm meditating. And I swear to you, it started with a small group. I think there were five of us Mm -hmm. in my basement Mm -hmm. listening to meditation CDs. Mm -hmm. And the group kept getting bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And then after class, I would say, what's going on? Do you have a headache? is something going on with your job and I started like doing these little readings and people would say yeah how do you know that Uh so that's kind of what led to the readings Uh and from the minute that I started doing readings I have said my life's mission is to really make people understand that I am not doing anything that someone else can't do. I personally believe that we are all intuitive or mm-hmm. psychic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I always joke around, I've made it my life mission to kind of get rid of the stigma mm-hmm. attached when someone's, oh, psychic, I don't believe that. Yes, I agree with you. Right? Because yeah. being psychic it just means that you pay attention to that intuition that you have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so those classes 
then led to more people coming. They led to doing readings. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of years later, my grandfather became very ill Mm -hmm. and was passing. And that's what led me to learn intuitive healing. I do all different types of modalities, Reiki, and I kind of combine everything. Sure, sure. And I share this because it's very easy now, 27 years I've been reading, Mm -hmm. 23 years I've owned Spirit Quest, Mm -hmm. I've written books, I have CDs, I have my own line of meditation oils, I used to do radio, I did like a local TV show. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy now to go, oh, well, you know, you had a plan, but I never did. No. I never did. I have always just followed my intuition, even moving here recently to Southern Pines. Mm -hmm. I just felt like you know what it's time to go it's time for change and I just always follow what my intuition is telling me yeah me too now that's not easy it's not easy because sometimes you're told something and you go how how is that possible (laughs) I don't know anything of what you're talking about you know (laughs) yeah I agree with you I agree with you that's an important piece because I always try to explain to people on day one of tapping into my intuition, I wasn't like, oh, okay, let me just pick up and move. Yeah. In the beginning, it was simple little things. Sure. Like, I used to love to play a game, and I still do it to this day, mm-hmm. about finding the parking spaces. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. I'd pull into a parking lot that right. was packed out, yeah. and I would turn the radio off, and I would just quiet my mind, and I would just say, should I go right or should I go left? Wow. And then I would just kind of drive through the parking lot yeah. until I felt that feeling of turn here that's right and I still do it so you start with the little things and you also think about okay it's it's a flowing process where the more you use it the more it'll flow the more open you are to it and the more you use it in your life the more it's going to work for you you start slow and then after a while it's automatic it's like a feeling that you have that's not like ooh like this it's very normal right i agree with you yeah i agree with you i remember when i first started doing readings Mm -hmm. it would take me probably 10 or 15 minutes Mm -hmm. to really start Mm -hmm. the information sure sure now all these years later it's just something like people say oh what do you do before you do a reading i don't do anything yeah i'm just it's always it's always there like i'm listening to my intuition 24 7 sure not just when i'm in a room right you know but I think that's a really important part too Mm -hmm. because I think especially now we live in a society of instant gratification Mm -hmm. and people don't realize it's just like I'm sitting in this amazing art studio Mm -hmm. this is not something that you know you pick up a brush and you watch one little video and you're now this amazing artist you know 30 years 30 years yeah Yeah. you know and it's the same thing with we were talking about with your intuition Mm -hmm. you know it's the meditation it's all of these things, all of these tools that we have available to us. I have a, a question about the importance of meditation. Mm-hmm. I think for me, meditation is the key. That's the way to develop your intuition. Yes. And it's a safe way to met, to develop your 100% intuition. 100% agree with you. I agree with you. Yep. Yeah. I've said that since day one. Mm-hmm. Meditation is the key. I don't mm-hmm. care if you're looking to quiet your mind, mm-hmm. if you're looking for stress reduction, mm-hmm. or if you're looking to become a psychic medium and talk to people that pass. Right. Like, it doesn't matter what level. Right. It all starts with meditation. Yeah. 
It and is. I know, again, we live in a world now where everybody wants everything to be tomorrow, tomorrow, mm-hmm. tomorrow, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. I also found for myself, and this was more when I got involved with the healing work. Mm-hmm. Because I did the readings, the psychic part first, Mm -hmm. and then I did the healing work later, when I work on people, I'm just told things. Mm -hmm. So when I first started working with groups and working with other people, Mm -hmm. I, you know, they would be saying, oh, do you feel that energy? And I'd be like, I don't feel anything. Mm -hmm. Do you feel the cold spot? And I'm like, no. Right. And I would come home and you doubt yourself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I can't feel anything. Why is I can't feel it? I know. And I I learned very early on, you have to work with the way you receive information. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Your soul knows everything that you need to Uh know. And Oh, you have all of those tools available to you. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes we get, like I did, caught in that trap of, well, I think I'm supposed to do it that way. Or the other thing is that seeing, you know, like people go, well, I can't see anything. I close my eyes. I can't see a thing. What do you mean see and see? I can't Uh, see anything. (laughs) But that's because they are, maybe they're auditory. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're a feeler. Maybe someone actually can touch something and they can sense it. Yeah. Or they just know. And I've never, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been teaching meditation. I do Reiki certification. All these things for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. I have never to this day met someone that could not learn how to meditate. Mm -hmm. I have never met anybody, even if they're not doing it to become, you know, a uh, psychic intuitive. Maybe mm-hmm. they just want it for stress reduction. Mm-hmm. You know, just there's so many different types of meditation. There is. And you, you know, know, that's the thing. It, it's what works for you. Exactly. It's what, it's what works for you. <clears throat> Whether you're using um, a, a mantra mm-hmm. or you're using your breath or you're using visualization mm-hmm. or you're using a candle or you're, or you're walking, right, walking right. meditation, that's a type of meditation, yes. for sure. Yeah, you're and right. And I think one of the important things, like when I first started doing readings, so I, I had somebody call me one time, and I knew her as an acquaintance, but I didn't know her, like, personally. And she did not believe in God. She was an atheist. She didn't, like... She was not open to anything. Uh-huh. And she called me and she said to me, I need you to do a reading for me. Mm-hmm. And it was like 10 o'clock at night. And I'll never forget, mm-hmm. I was shocked that mm-hmm. she was asking me. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm not telling you anything, but I want you to read for me. I said, okay, that's okay. So I'm doing this reading for her. And I said to her, I don't know why, but like, I'm seeing this woman and she says she's your grandmother and she's got dark hair, or I feel like she's your grandmother and she's talking about a lamp you just bought in a bedroom and you fixed up a bath and I'm telling her all this stuff. Wow, yeah. And all of a sudden there's like dead silence on the other end of the phone. I said to her, are you still there? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She goes, that's my grandmother and she's dead. (laughs) And I was like, what? That was the wow. first medium reading I ever did. Oh, okay. I had no idea oh, what was you, going on. Oh, so you on. had no idea that, no, that, was, was, just, a, that yeah. was something you could do. Sure, yeah, I was sure. just doing a yeah. reading, and I thought what I was seeing was her grandmother <clears throat> that was here. Right. And she had said she had just renovated her bathroom, mm-hmm. and she, the grandmother kept saying something about the lamp reminding her of the grandmother. And uh-huh. she was like in an antique store, uh-huh. saw a lamp. It was the lamp her grandmother used to have. And oh. I just sat there. After I hung up the phone with her, that's 
how that all started. Sure. And then once I started doing those readings, that's where I really think my whole mission came into play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because when I would read for people, they would constantly say things to me like, can you tell my loved one whatever it was? Uh I love them. I miss them. I'm sorry. And I would say to them, you don't need to come to me Uh to talk to them. Right. They're around you. They hear you. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I always tell people, like, people don't come to me because they can't do it on their own. They come to me for validation. Reinforcement. Right? Because you have these experiences and you think, like, you're going crazy or it's your imagination. Mm -hmm. So when you go to someone and a complete stranger is like, hey, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, how did you know that? Yeah. Hopefully it's validating to them. Yeah, I agree with you. Right? Yeah, exactly. And the thing is that... uh, you know, oh, when you do a, a, an intuitive reading for someone, you're actually telling them what they already know. Exactly. They just aren't. Maybe they're like in denial or something, mm-hmm. but they but they already know. You're just kind of like a mouth. You're you're yeah. you're a mouthing what they already know. Right. And I they need say, to hear it from you for some reason because they're not trusting themselves. Right. But even, you know, people think, oh, because you do the work that your life is so easy and I always think it's the opposite. But yeah. I always say when I'm doing the reading, it's like I'm in a helicopter looking down into the forest uh-huh. and you're in the forest. Yeah. So yeah. you can't see as clearly as I can because I'm not emotionally connected to the situation. Your objective, sure. So that's why it's easier. The second thing that I noticed when I first started doing the medium readings mm-hmm was that very often there was always like one family member who, you know, other family members would be having dreams about the person or mm-hmm. they would be feeling them or mm-hmm. they would get signs of, you know, butterflies or whatever it was. Right, right. But there would always be one person who wasn't getting anything. Mm-hmm. And they right away assumed it was because the person that passed was upset with them. Yeah. And I I learned very early on that when we are in grief, it's all about energy. Mm -hmm. So when we are grieving the loss of someone, Mm -hmm. it lowers our vibrational energy. And it is not that that person is mad at you. It's that it's harder for you to sense them around. So now the person is upset. They think that the person that passed is upset with them or they didn't do something right Mm -hmm. or, you know, they wanted their funeral different, whatever. There's all, you know, different reasons. But so now they think the person's upset with them. They're now getting more upset. So their vibration is getting lower and lower and lower. And it turns into this vicious cycle. Uh-huh. That's really one of the reasons why I wrote the first book, No Phones in Heaven. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit about my situations growing up, some things looking back that mm-hmm. I now realize uh-huh. from my intuition. Right. And just little quick stories about actual readings that I've done because I wanted people to see that they could do this themselves. Mm-hmm. What are the things that you're looking for? How are, how do they communicate in different ways? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think especially now, because when I started, we didn't have social media. We didn't have all of this. 
And I think, just like everything in life, it's had a good influence and a bad influence. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I've done paranormal investigations, all kinds of things. And I just think that there's a lot of misinformation out there. And everybody has a different belief system. And, you know, I respect everybody's right to believe what they want. But I do not believe that when people pass, they're sitting there mad about everything that you're doing. I just don't believe in that. Well, I don't think they have any... I, I, I frankly don't think they're there. And I mean, I don't think they're like... That, that's not their concern anymore. Exactly. They could care less. Exactly. And I <laughs> like, who cares? Right. You know, I've yeah. had people come to me and say, oh, I had a reading and the woman told me my husband's mad at me because I'm dating someone else and he passed 10 years ago. And I wow. always tell people... And, you know, this is two things that everybody listening today, I would like to take with them. Yeah. One, they're intuitive, psychic, whatever word you feel comfortable calling yourself. You can do exactly what we're talking about. And two, that our loved ones are always around us. Mm -hmm. They're not just around us on their birthdays and anniversaries. We're just more in tuned with them on Mm -hmm. those days. Mm -hmm. And they're not mad at us. And I always tell people on your worst day, when you've had a loss and you're having that really tough day, I want you to take a step back and I want you to ask yourself, if my loved one was still here and I was the one on the other side, what would I want for them? Mm -hmm. Would I want them to be moving forward in life, honoring my memory, enjoying things, or would I want them to be suffering and grieving the rest of their lives? Because in 27 years, I have never read for someone that said, you know what, I passed and my family looks a little too happy. <laughs> it's never happened. No, no, and it won't for sure. Right. Because, um, first of all, I think that when people die, they're con- they're they're not as con- they're not concerned. It's almost like they're looking above above for above as well, and they don't they don't they don't they're not involved with right. they're not involved with all the stuff. Yes, they don't care about the they, material. They really things. don't. They right. don't. And the thing is that, um, you know, but but I will tell you that um, sometimes when you think okay, like your aunt Alice dies. And all of a sudden, she she's like really knowledgeable about math, but she couldn't even she couldn't even, you know, do anything with her checkbook. How is she? How about all of a sudden did she get smarter? Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. Right. Because people don't change. They don't change who they are after they die. They are the same. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if Aunt Alice couldn't balance her checkbook. She still is not, she can't give information to somebody about math. I think that when you pass, you just have access to that universal information. Yeah. So that's why now you know things. Like one of the biggest things, um, I had had a really bad car accident and that's what really, you know, I've had lots of now I'm older, so I have lots of pivotal moments, but that was another really strong pivotal moment Mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in the car with my kids I was run off the road by a drunk driver that fled the scene Mm -hmm. and uh, my daughter was very young at the time and when we got back from the hospital Mm -hmm. she looked at my mother she was like four or five I believe and she looked at my mother and she said um, I saw grandma Jenny Mm -hmm. meaning my grandmother who had Mm -hmm. passed years before my daughter was ever born and we all looked at her and we went what and she said when mommy 
crashed, Grandma Jenny was by the hood. And when I am telling you, like, I have pictures of it in the book I wrote uh-huh. because I yeah. should not be here. <clears throat> I, the rescue people came out and saw the car. I, I'll never forget. First, nobody believed me. They thought I just ran off the road on my own because the driver fled the scene. And mm-hmm. they thought I was just having, like, I was stressed. And, I, and I'm like, I'm telling you, someone hit my car and ran us off the road. Mm-hmm. So finally, someone went and checked the car and they saw the paint down the side of the vehicle. And they realized somebody did actually hit us. Wow. So, um, they moved me to the side and the rescue guy came to check on me and I will never forget. He said to me, I don't know what your belief system is. He goes, but when you get home, you better thank the powers that be. He goes, because if your car would have went even a few inches more, he's like, you would have been instantly killed. Wow. The way that the car hit the guardrail and we got stuck under it. I mean, it was just a whole crazy story, but I share that because people used to say to me all the time, if you're so connected with your grandmother and you're so psychic, why did you have an accident? Mm -hmm. So my now understanding of all of that, which again, it's been years of reading for people, mm-hmm. you know, and connecting with people who've passed, is people that pass, they're not allowed to interfere in our free will choices or mm-hmm. things that we have kind of picked to experience. And I know people get very upset when you say that. Like, could she intervene? They can't if it's something that's that is to gonna be that's yes, meant to happen. because okay. of that accident. Before that accident, I kept saying, one day I would love to have a holistic healing center. One day when the kids are oh, older, when so I have more money. that was the crucial money, reason why yes. you had the accident to bring you. It's just the same thing with your grandmother. And yeah. your grandmother coming to you in the dream and right. opening up a whole area of your life that you never would have opened up if it wouldn't have been. For right. Them. I believe in all that. I yeah. believe that everything that happens to you brings you closer to the truth. Yeah. I believe that everything that happens to you, and certainly painful things, um, it brings you closer to who you truly are. Right. It brings you closer to your authentic self. So you, if you were supposed to, if you were meant to in your life, basically you have a purpose. If your purpose was to create this holistic center, then the accident was a part of that as well. Right. And it's, you know, people get really upset when you say this, and I used to too. When, yeah. you know, people would say, oh, everything happens for a reason. Or, yeah. But I really, and again, this is just my own belief system. Mm-hmm. You know, I respect Mm -hmm. everybody's right to believe what they want, but I really believe, and I was raised Catholic, I really do believe that as souls, as beings of light, which is who we are at the core, we come down here to have experiences. Yeah. That's it. And we make a decision on what we're going to do and what we're going to experience and what people we're going to be involved with and, yes. and then we get back and we get get on earth and go oh what was man, I thinking what was I thinking that's why kids scream all yeah, the time yeah, the babies yeah, scream all yeah. the time because they have full understanding yeah. of what they've done they go oh my god I can't believe I did this yeah. you know but I but do. I do understand what you're yeah. saying and, and I do I've agree I've come to realize <clears throat> that I really do believe wherever you believe we come from mm-hmm. those experiences are not good or bad they're just experiences they're just experiences right, right. Exactly. It's when we get on this plane, this dimension that everything is good and bad. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to totally destroy this story. But there's a story of like a farmer has a horse 
uh, or he has a farm and his son finds a wild horse and everybody in the village is like wow you're so lucky like you found this wild horse uh-huh. and then the son goes to ride the horse to break it and he falls off and breaks his leg and everybody's like you're so cursed because the horse <laughs> broke your son's leg right and then oh there's God. a war and yeah. they come and all the men have to go to war but his son can't go because he has a broken right, leg so right. now everybody's like you're so lucky yeah so yeah. I always like I, I know yeah. somebody's gonna be like that's not the way the story goes but it's the gist of <laughs> it's the, the story. gist of it yeah and it's something that has always stuck with me mm-hmm. right because do I ever want to have that type of experience again of that traumatic of an accident and all the stuff that happened no so yeah. I now call them experiences I no longer need to have yeah, yeah. but I and and I think this is really important because when those experiences are happening I'm not going, thank you for this wonderful experience. I'm a human being. I'm having a breakdown going, mm-hmm. oh my God, what just happened? Uh-huh. And that accident, I mean, for months, it mm-hmm. put me in a really, really bad place. Mm-hmm. And it's a really long story, but I had an amazing experience. A friend of mine dragged me, I'll give you a short version, dragged me to a healing mass mm-hmm. with a like psychic or prophetic messenger I guess she called herself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in a room of a thousand people Mm -hmm. and she came up to me and she gives you a message as if it's God or whatever your belief system is talking to you and she came up to me and she said I know you're very angry with me but you came down here to do some amazing things and you have to get back to what you were doing that's amazing. Now, the crazy thing about it was at the time I had the accident, <clears throat> I was doing readings and I was doing things out of my house just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a side fun thing. Yeah. When I had the accident, I stopped doing everything because I was so angry that my kids were in the car. Mm-hmm. I thought, here I am trying to make a difference. Here I am trying to help people. I'm teaching meditation classes. I'm doing readings. I'm doing all this stuff. And and. I didn't even care that I was in the car. Mm -hmm. I cared that my kids were in the car. Mm -hmm. And this is why I'm saying, like, I really struggle to go, where were all my angels? Where's all my guides? I'm talking to them every day. Where Uh were they on that? So I had to go through. Well, they were there. No, they were there. No, they were there. Right. I know that now. I mean, mean, you would have been dead. Right, right. You aren't meant to be. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. But that's because we're human. That's we're human. Yes. And that's perfectly okay. So. But but you know what? I think we can we can be mad at God. Exactly. You know, we can. I mean, you know, we can go. Hey, you know, what's going on? What's going on here? You know, I'm doing all the good things, right things. And still, look at this. Look yeah. at what happened. But that was really yeah, the I defining understand. moment. Because that uh-huh. message, I was like, wow. You know, there were a lot of people in that room that needed a message. You know, what happened to me was very traumatic, but I was okay. Yeah. And I felt like there were a lot of people in that room probably needed a message a lot more than I did. So driving home that day, we were about an hour from where I lived. I just remember the whole ride home my friend that brought me and myself we did not speak a word to each other Mm -hmm. and I remember when I got home that day I thought to myself if I don't do something with this message I've like stolen someone else's message Mm -hmm. and I decided that night that I was gonna figure out how to open up spirit what's now which now is spirit quest and it was funny because before I went to bed that night I literally heard in my head um, a woman came to me and said someone's going to be calling you tomorrow 
please, please read for them. Please, I have to get a message to them. And I had not been reading for weeks, months. Next day, someone called Mm -hmm. and left a message and said, I have heard that you're not reading, but I really, really, really need to speak to you. Mm-hmm. And my uh, my husband at the time had written the message down. And when I read the piece of paper, I heard the woman say, that's my daughter. You really need to read for her. And that's wow. how I started reading again. So. Oh, that's great. You know, I think that's, that's amazing. I mean, those, those are amazing stories. Yeah. For so, sure. I mean, it's, it's definitely, nobody has an easy ride. No. You know, we all have experiences. And they can be both good and bad all at the same time. And it's not about saying, oh, we're blaming someone because they chose to have this experience. It's about moving forward from those experiences and always tapping in to your soul mm-hmm. to really make sure you're living the happiest life and, and fulfilling what your soul's purpose is or what you feel your destiny is. Do you have people coming to you and asking you that question? All the what time. What is my purpose? And mm-hmm. I always say it's to do what is going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody thinks they have this big mission mm-hmm. in life. And I always say, I think if we spent more time on our little circle around us mm-hmm. and stopped looking for the saving the world mm-hmm. viewpoint, mm-hmm. we would be in so much better of a place, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, that's mean, where you make the most Yeah, difference. I think that you can do something every day. Mm-hmm. You can you can offer up yourself mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. to whatever it is that right. you're doing, whatever work you're doing. Right. It doesn't have to be anything, quote, special. Anything can right. be the quote work w capital w right i think, I think that you we can... and i were talking about this when i first met you yeah i had a friend who she was always with these like you know someone has a curse on her and i, I don't feed into any of that quite honestly and again that's just my belief system mm-hmm. so don't yell at me mm-hmm. um but i had like a couple of weeks of just really fluky stupid things happening right and she would say oh you know maybe something is is like you know on you or whatever her belief system was yeah so I remember one day I said to her okay you know I respect your belief system whatever Mm -hmm. you believe that's Mm -hmm. not my belief system Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we're just going to go with your belief system for a minute so if you really believe that some evil entity has nothing better to do but chase me around town I'm like then this is what I'm going to do every time something Mm -hmm. bad happens to me Uh I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do three good things uh-huh. right. because then at some point it's not going to be worth it for whatever you think is chasing me to mm-hmm. bother me right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the funny thing is I did it as a, a thing to prove to her like that's ridiculous right right, right. bad things just happen it's part mm-hmm. of life yeah I still do that to this day yeah whenever something bad happens and like you said it could be the simplest thing maybe I let someone cut in front of me in line at the store Mm -hmm. or you know maybe I jump out of my car and hold the door open for someone that's got nine packages that they're trying to get into the post office or maybe I pay for someone's cup of coffee like it doesn't have to be a big thing but rather than where before if something bad happened, I would get caught in the, what am I doing wrong? What is this happening to me? Why is this happening? Now I don't even acknowledge it. I go, well, that really stunk. And then I go and do something good. I and think it that's, just that's, makes that's, a, that's a good, yeah, of course. And the thing is that uh, if we have this consciousness, 
if we and, and it's not easy to keep it no. on a daily basis, you no, know, because we're not. always like, you know, <laughs> like right. okay, we're always tested with, um, okay, um, I guess we're tested with it to the to the point where you know, like it's not easy to keep it all the time. No, However, I, I do think that if you make an intention and you go, okay whatever happens today there's going to be a reason for it mm-hmm. and you're open to and you're receptive to whatever happens right then it can be magical i really i, I think a couple of years ago when i really i was meditating and i was given that information that it's just experiences that really has changed everything for me yeah and like we're talking about that doesn't mean that when something bad happens, I don't get upset. Well, of course. But I don't get stuck in it forever, and that's the difference. That is the and difference. And I feel like that's really important, and I thought, that's why that when you asked me to do this, I was like, oh my God, yes, because I just think that tapping into your intuition is so important, because right now, I think people feel so powerless, and I'm watching this mm-hmm. shift mm-hmm. in our society where no, there's not enough people saying, I am really sorry that bad thing happened to you, but I'm going to help you move forward from it. Mm-hmm. We, we seem to be stuck in the, I'm really sorry that bad thing happened to you, and let's just focus on that bad thing for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. no... And that's not helpful. No. That's not helpful. And the thing is, that's not helpful to them. It's, right. It, that's not helpful, the helpful to them. piece yeah. of like, here's what I've been through. And here, or let mm-hmm. me introduce you to someone that's had that experience and they could help guide you right. to move beyond this. So, and that's mm-hmm. all using that intuition. So I just think it's so important right now for people to realize that they can tap into this as well. It's also based on choice, Lisa Ann. Yes. You know, we have a power, we have a power and it's called choice, it's called will. We can choose every day what we can choose we have a choice. We have 24 hours a day to choose what we want in this day. Not necessarily, <clears throat> we can't control other people, right. but we control, we can control how we experience something or what we choose, we choose to, uh, what we can take from it. That's my that's my opinion. No, and I Choice think that's the, big the one. biggest lesson yeah. I learned and that I have to remind myself on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because one of the things I always say, when you're miserable and all these crazy things are happening, it's, you know, I used to joke around, I was great at throwing like pity parties, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And when you're throwing a pity party, everybody wants to jump in. But when you do the hard work Mm -hmm. to really learn how to be happy, Mm -hmm. there's not as much of a group around, right? Because... People think like, oh, you have some advantage right. that they don't have. And I love what you just said because, you know, maybe we do have an advantage. It's called choice. It's a choice. We're making a choice every day. And that, and I think this is where people get so confused. It doesn't mean that we're okay with the bad thing that happened. It's just we're making a choice to say, I'm not going to be defined by that. That's right. Right? And when I look back, you know, for me, and I'm always very honest and open about this, even in all the years I was doing all the intuitive work. So I started reading in like 94, 95. Mm -hmm. My big giant like turning point, which is a whole nother story, was like 2013. I left New York, moved to North Carolina. That's where I really started... I guess taking inventory of my life and realizing 
even with everything I was doing and all the things I believed in and all the things I put into practice, I still was having the same experiences, still attracting the wrong people in relationships, Mm -hmm. still, Mm -hmm. you know, struggling financially, still. And I knew that my belief systems worked because I was helping all these other people achieve things. Mm -hmm. And that's where I really had to take a big step back. And I realized two really important things. One, I wasn't feeling deserving of having what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I was very good at helping everybody else get it because I felt like they were deserving. And the second part of it is I realized I was always giving my power away. Mm -hmm. I was always basing my happiness on what everybody else was doing around me or how people were treating me Mm -hmm. instead of me taking responsibility. So, you know, trusting that intuition that when you have someone in your life or you have a situation in your life Mm -hmm. that you know is soul crushing, it's being able to trust your intuition and saying, I'm going to take that leap of faith and I'm going to remove myself from this relationship or I'm going to send that resume out and I'm going to find that better job or, you know, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to make that commitment. Mm -hmm. It all ties in together. It is. It is definitely. And the thing is that... Um, it's a day-to-day thing. You have to learn it step by step. You have to um, be more aware. I think I think intuition has a lot to do with it. But being more aware of who you are mm-hmm. and being more honest with yourself—that's kind of hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. But being more honest with yourself, like it seems like you know, like the experiences you have. Um, they're hard knocks, but they but they teach you more and more and more and more and more about who you are, right, who right. you are really. Right. And it's a matter of um, taking and you know. So one thing to to know this stuff is another thing to live it. Right. And living it means day to day living it, not just. Uh, well, I'll live today with, I'll live, I'll live, I'll live, I'll, I'll do this today, but not, you know, I won't do it all the time. Right. I think we're always given the opportunity to, um, to grow and develop and learn as people. When I started, I just had the most wonderful mentor. And one of the things he always used to tell me, he would throw me in situations that I just was like, like ready, ready for. Yeah. yeah. You know, wow. I remember we were we were planning all this huge health and healing expo right. together. Yeah. And then he just called me one day and he's like, "Yep, I can't do this with you anymore. You're on your own." And I'm oh like, my Wait, gosh! What? Oh my gosh! He's like, "You're ready." I'm like, "No, I'm not. I don't even know what I'm doing." Right. Or I called him one time yeah. in a panic because I had just started doing healing work. Uh-huh. And I had a client call me that had cancer. Mm-hmm. And I called him up. I said, I'm referring this client to you. Uh-huh. And he he didn't even ask me. He goes, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, what? And wow. he goes, why would you want to refer this client to me? I said, because he has cancer and I'm not really sure what to do with that. He goes he wouldn't be sent to you if you weren't ready. And he hung up on me. Well, you know what he was trying to develop? He was actually a wise person. Yeah, he Because you could become dependent on him. Yes. And he knew that. Yeah. And he was basically just like throwing you out like a little bird out of the nest. You were ready. 
even though you might not have thought you were exactly. ready. Exactly. But you weren't going to know you were ready until you actually made that step. Yeah. And he oh, was, I think he's a smart teacher. He really he's was. very smart. And that's why I say, like, I was very lucky to have had him because a lot of the things that he instilled in me, like one of the things he always told me mm-hmm. was, you know, especially now, like I said, I don't believe in, I, I believe in negative things, but mm-hmm. I don't focus on that. Mm-hmm. Like he always used to tell me, you're of the white light. Whatever you do, you just always surround yourself in white light. Like I've never been afraid to do anything. I've done paranormal investigations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've worked with cold case files. Right. I've worked with police investigations. None of that ever bothered me because I always had it. Now, and I always tease everybody. I go, now, I don't know if it was true or not, but he told it to me, so I believed him. (laughs) I set the tone. But the other thing he always made me realize, like, I always say life is like a ladder. Mm -hmm. So for everything I know, Mm -hmm. there's someone that hasn't had that experience yet. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. for everything I know, man, oh, man, are there a lot of people above Mm -hmm. me on that ladder. So I'm always learning. Always learning, growing, sharing. Learning, growing, sharing. Exactly. So sometimes people will say to me, you know, I've been on a spiritual path for years. Like, when is it over? I go, it's when never is it over. over. How can it be? No, there's no way. No, I tell y'all, the other thing is that once you are awake, you can't go back to yes. sleep again. You know, when you awake and you're more aware, there's absolutely no way you can go back to sleep again. Yes. Because you're aware. That's true. You know, and, uh, it, and sometimes it's not easy because you're so aware that you almost sometimes you wish you could go back to sleep because you go I'm so tired yeah but but really um there's so much to it there's so much to it and every ladder has its own place basically it's like it's like okay this is deep this is really deep but it's even deeper up here this yeah, deeper up here layers, it just keeps yeah. going deeper and deeper and deeper and um yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I I wouldn't trade my experience mm-hmm. and what I experienced mm-hmm. for nothing. And I think, too, like, I mean, we're focusing a lot on, like, people who've passed and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people yeah. don't always realize the practicality of really learning to fine-tune your intuition, right? Like, I do, you know, I do regular readings. Uh-huh. I do psychic medium. I do a ton of like business consulting. Sure. And people are like, you do business consulting. Well, I think business people, if they learn to trust their intuition, they'd be better business people. It's so important. It's and so. that's what I try to teach people, like from the practical perspective. You know, learning to trust your intuition. If you own a business, learning to trust your gut. You know, maybe you're hiring person A who has no experience mm-hmm. and person B has all this experience, but your yeah. gut is telling you yeah. A is going to be that great worker and yep. maybe B looks good on paper. <clears throat> this is what, or I work with a lot of investors, mm-hmm. you know, that really they have, what's, what I find so funny is a lot of the people that say, oh, I don't believe in that psychic stuff. They are some of the best psychics I've met. Uh-huh. They just don't call it that. Well, they, yeah, they might not call right? it that. Sure. When they might call it their gut. Them, they might call it their instinct. They might call yes. it their gut. But I don't care what you call it. Yeah, they don't realize yeah, that they're using what you call it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll yeah. say to people all the time, especially old souls, uh-huh. right? Right. I'll say, oh, you're an old soul. Oh, you know, what is that? And I'll say to them, 
do you remember like your entire life how people have always come to you for advice uh-huh. and they're like yeah everybody always says that they right. call me like the therapist I'm like <laughs> how do you always know what to say to people right, right? Yeah, exactly and they're like well I never really thought about it mm-hmm. and I always tell people like there will be sometimes people will come to you and you have experienced that thing you know yeah. maybe you had that bad job or whatever right. it was but not everything uh-huh right yeah and I'll say them but how many times has someone said to you, I always feel better after I talk to you? Mm-hmm. And you just watch their faces because now mm-hmm. you watch them start connecting. Right. And they also also realize um, that, you know, part, a lot of people put it on a level where, like you said, a level that is, okay, this is this and this is this. But it's not separated. Right. It's like spirit and the body are, t- you know, they're together. Right. So... Um, I, I, I think it's the same thing when, when people are, um, say they, they, they receive guidance or, or they call it, they call it something else, but they call it guidance maybe. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, you find that even in the church, you know, it's like, especially Catholic, uh, there's this mysticism there. Yes. And, um, uh, I think that the interpretation might be different mm-hmm. as far as you know what they call it what do they call it god they call it universe mm-hmm. they call it the source what's the word they call it right it doesn't matter it's the same thing right the wording may be different but it's the same thing mm-hmm. and i think that a lot of people give class they basically mm-hmm. classify anything to do with the intuition as evil or demonic right, right. or when really, when you look at the Bible, the Bible's full of people who who had quote psychic right. visions and stuff like that. I mean, they were very aware. They were more aware than we are today. I always find it funny that people seem to think like you need like I'm very connected with the Blessed Mother. My grandma yeah, was me too. very me too. about the rosary yeah. and the Blessed Mother yeah. and she you know we're Italian she used to make you like wear the Blessed Mother uh-huh. pin I still have it on my bra to this right, day right. <laughs> like when the babies were born we put the Blessed Mother pin on them like I've always been connected and it's funny because people you know when I'll talk in classes about you know used to teach religious education mm-hmm. and yes I did it while I owned Spirit Quest they knew what I did sure and people find that so shocking and I always I find it shocking that people think I need to separate religion from being intuitive because yeah, I agree with you I agree with and you. even like yeah. you know people always say well what is spirit <clears throat> quest mm-hmm. I'm like spirit quest on a you know tagline is a body mind spirit spawn gift shop mm-hmm. but what spirit quest really energetically is it's a place where you can become the best version of yourself mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. that we have in there you know whether it's the gift shop and oils and crystals and things like that or the services mm-hmm. the crystal light beds to quiet your mind mm-hmm. or, or systems tables mm-hmm. biomats to relax your physical body the salt rooms to help with like everything because it's all working together it is working you know together. aura imaging yeah, I know. so you could see your energy <clears throat> you can read a report about you. everything that we do is tying into how do you find the most about yourself how do you get yourself in the best physical mental spiritual and emotional space that you can be in that's what spirit quest is about that's wonderful i think that's a you know that's 
it hopefully you can educate people i think maybe that's why you're here mm. you're here to open people's mind to um to an awareness to more awareness and i think that you know maybe you can educate people to be not afraid mm-hmm. you know and i think that maybe yeah. that's what you're here for because wouldn't it be so nice if we were all just so much more in tuned with each other and uplifting each other yeah it would be it would be a totally different world focusing on and you know you know we would not be so paranoid we would mm-hmm. not be so uh close-minded um you know i relate to to creativity as as a spiritual process when you are when you are in your creativity you are connected spiritually as well and i don't see it as a separation i was so excited because one of the days we were walking setting up the shop we were here at night unloading Mm -hmm. and the first time i walked past your studio you have the belief stone out front and i said to my husband i go oh i'm gonna love it here oh that's (laughs) wonderful i'm so glad i was so excited and i had told you i was so excited to have the art gallery so close because that's one of the things i always tell people when I'm working with people that you know they feel like they have blocks and Mm -hmm. they're too much in their analytical mind yeah I always tell them go take an art class Mm -hmm. because when you are in that space of creativity you are you cannot be in a space of creativity and not be connecting with your intuition Mm -hmm. you just can't it's just it goes together so I was so excited well I'm excited too I'm excited too that you know, because I think that we can do some things here. Mm-hmm. I think we Absolutely. can do some really powerful things. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay, I have a question. What would you tell somebody who is totally either against the intuition? Mm-hmm. Like they're listening and they're going, oh, that's a bunch of hooey. Mm-hmm. Or they are scared of it. Mm-hmm. Or, or they aren't aware of their own intuition. What would be the first thing that you would tell them to do? I always tell people, and I really mean this sincerely, I do not feel that I am here to convince or convert anybody. Mm -hmm. I really Mm -hmm. do not. I Mm -hmm. feel like I am here to help those on a spiritual path. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people to just get the information. Mm -hmm. That's all. Get the information. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, I'm someone who... I probably should have been a therapist Mm -hmm. because I'm always trying to figure out why people think the way they think, why Mm -hmm. they do what they do. So I'm always about information. So Mm -hmm. I always tell people, just be open to receiving the information. Mm -hmm. You know, once you receive information and you've kind of looked into things, if you feel that that's not for you, Mm -hmm. that's different. Mm -hmm. But don't, I find most of the time people are completely against things. It's because they really have no information on what they're against. And they also don't know. Right. Like, you know, they don't know. I mean, they, they don't, they, they have heard, maybe they've heard from somebody about it, go, oh, well, you know, that's a bunch of hooey or, right. you know, that, that's just, just, that's just. Right. And that's why I'm saying, like, you know, we yeah. would have people when I first moved to North Carolina, you mm-hmm. know, everybody in New York thought I was crazy. They were like, you'll be back here in a week. Like mm-hmm. you can't move there and think like mm-hmm. you're going to be okay as a psychic there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I go where I'm told to go so I yeah. went yeah. and it would be funny because you know one person will walk into the shop I remember when I first got there this is hilarious I'm in the, we had a little tiny shop uh-huh. 
this woman walks in, peeks her head in, and she goes, is this like one of those psychic places? So I look at her, I go, well, I think we're all psychic, so I always have a hard time answering that question. Right, but if right. you mean, am I a professional psychic? Yes. So uh-huh. when I call myself a psychic, it's just because I do it professionally. Yeah. So yeah. she goes, oh. I go, she goes, I don't believe in any of this. I said, that's okay. You're still more than welcome to look around. And you've been in my shop I uh-huh. a lot with angels. Right. And, right. Yeah. So she comes in, she walks around, and I swear to you, I'm not making this story up. She turns around and she looks at me and she goes, like I told you, I don't believe in any of that. She goes, I'm very religious. I said, okay. <laughs> she goes, but I just want to give you a message. She <laughs> goes, I swear, I swear. She goes... There are hundreds of angels around you, and they're telling me that you are going to do very, very well here. And she literally said, can I give oh. you a hug? She gave me a hug, and oh she walked my out. Oh, gosh. And I stood there with my Just mouth open. Just get stunned. Going, why when these things happen to me, is there nobody here? <laughs> because, like, nobody would believe it. Like, oh, she my gosh. In, that's like, a great. Stay away from me. That's great. And to this day, I don't know what happened, but she gave me a message, and off she went. That's amazing. So, yeah. But you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know when you have an experience like that. Even, even oh, well, I have to tell you something. I had a little girl. I had a little mm-hmm. girl in my class. Mm-hmm. And she was sitting there working with clay. And she's like four years old. And she said, you know, this reminds me of when I was an Indian woman. <gasps> And she's starting to talk about this story. And of course, then I told her mom, I said, are you, are you aware of what she said? And she said, oh yeah, she talks about it all the time. She mm-hmm. said, yes, we're definitely aware of what she's, what she says. I said, it was profound. It was profound, the story she was telling. It was just like she was there. Yes. And she was telling me all this amazing stuff when she was an Indian woman and she was sitting in the tent, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And it was the clay. Yeah. It was the clay that was triggering her. It was it was a profound experience. That was yeah. um I had studied past life my training with Brian Weiss. Uh-huh. Many lives, many masters. And um when I started I was just doing a healing session on someone one day and uh-huh. I saw their past life. Right. And that's how I got involved in past life. And that's the second book, Past Lives Have I Been Here Before. Uh-huh. It, that's just more stories about my own mm-hmm. experiences mm-hmm. with past lives yeah. and how I think. Because everything that I do is from like a healing place. Uh-huh. Right? Sure. So I do think that really doing past life regression and things like that can be very mm-hmm. helpful. It's not just about like who was I in a past life. I agree with you. So I much completely. healing comes from you it. Can, you can help someone understand mm-hmm. what's going on with them. Yeah. With them. I was a past life reader too. Mm-hmm. And I would have them bring an object. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'd have them bring an object, even a piece of fabric. Right, right. And I would do the reading with the fabric and I'd say, well, you know, this is why you're attracted to this one mm-hmm. piece of fabric, blah, blah, blah. And then I would see their past life. That's I mean, it was awesome. like a cinema, it was like a cinema, you know, a cinema school right, right. movie. Like, you know, I mean, I saw this, all this stuff. But when I woke up or when I came came out of it, I was able to tell her why right, right. she was going through the particular thing and help her to understand why she was right. experiencing this. And it's even better, it's, in my opinion, it's better than therapy. Mm-hmm. It's better than yeah. going well, to I a therapist. Do, like, I regress yeah. them, so yeah. they're having the experience. Oh, you do that. Yeah, okay. I do okay. the regression where they're okay. having the experience. Yeah, that's even better. But it's, it's crazy because I used to work with a lot of therapists mm-hmm. who, you know, we would work 
together. And this is why I brought it up because you were saying like, you know, people that don't believe in any of this, like people find it shocking when I say, oh, I taught religious education. Uh Or I had a nun Mm -hmm. in New York who used to refer a ton of people to me when they would lose people. You know, I work with therapists all the time. Therapists refer clients Uh to me. Sure. And people find that like so odd. But this is what we're talking about. Like it's it's such a practical tool it's to very, learn to yeah. fine tune in your everyday life. It is. It really, it really is. is. And it can be used in any way. Exactly. I mean, a therapist could use it as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew a therapist, a friend of mine, who used to do readings with cards, mm-hmm. and then he'd have his people come in. Oh, wow. Well. You know, I mean, he would, <laughs> right, he would right. use the cards, and right. then he would have his people come in, and then he was able to right, so tune in to them yeah. more, and it helped. Yeah. It helped. Yeah. And he wasn't, like, telling people that he was doing any of the tarot right. or anything. He just basically used it as a tool. And I think, you know, I always tell people... It's like everything else. There's good and bad in every aspect of life. There's yeah. good doctors, there's bad doctors. Of course. There's good lawyers, there's bad lawyers. There's good psychics, there's bad psychics. I yeah, mean, I agree I've met you. many yeah. myself that were not good. And I've had a lot of clients. I usually, for some reason, get the clients after the horrific experience mm-hmm. that they've had. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's good and bad in everywhere. We're not saying everybody's perfect. Well, that's but, we're all human. And right. so because we're human... Uh, there are going to be people who in the field that we're talking about, whether it's a doctor or or uh, a, or even a priest right. or whatever, it doesn't right. matter. They are human, so the traits that they have, their human traits, I don't think it changes. Right, right. You know, and so, yeah, there has been charlatans yeah, in, the, in, the, in the psychic field, and it's turned people off. Right. It's given us a bad name and uh yeah i agree with you i always tell people just please like if you want to have a reading just please like look into the person that you're going to Mm -hmm. you know especially in this day and age everybody is like you know on youtube they have the answer they have the answer yeah look at the people that you're taking advice from yeah it's so easy to google someone nowadays you know make sure you're going to people if you are making like important life choices and you know if you were going to have open heart surgery you would Look you would look into sure the doctor, sure. A good doctor. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes the stories people tell me, it's just heartbreaking to me because, you know, these are people that are really reaching out to seek guidance. And, you know, you have to do your research. You have yeah. to make sure who you're choosing to go to. Get that's a wise. Yeah, that's right? wise. Yeah, I agree with you. Just like any major decision mm-hmm. that you would make in life. Mm-hmm. That's good. So. Okay, uh, Lisa Ann, uh, let's see. Well, we're going to get back together, and you're going to Absolutely. talk about your book specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I want to do an interview of you and Spirit Quest and mm-hmm. kind of go around in the, like, we're going to do like a little video. Mm-hmm. I think okay. we'll do a little yeah. video on that. We're um, so that, still renovating mm-hmm. um, the two salt rooms yeah. by the end of May. Yeah. And then um, hopefully by June. I mean, the Spirit Quest is open. They can, yeah. Should I get my website? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. To, oh, yeah. Um, SpiritQuestNC.com uh-huh. and all the information. So it's SpiritQuestNC, like in North Carolina.com. Okay. Okay. Um, and then we'll be having some events and things like that 
that starting in June. So okay. we're just doing a little Are bit more Are you planning to do like an open house? Yes. We That's have, what I was thinking you, you were going to do. Yeah, I thought um, you were going to do that. We're yeah. doing a grand reopening. We moved it to Saturday, June 4th and Sunday, June 5th. So mm-hmm. we're going to have two days, 11 to 4. Okay. We're going to do goodie bags for the first 15 okay. guests on each day. Okay. And then we're going to do all kinds of giveaways. You can come. Um, we have kombucha also. So we're okay. going to do little samples of kombucha. Okay. Yeah. And snacks, and we're just gonna have a grand old. Time. Oh, that sounds so that'll wonderful. That'll be up on the website. Okay, that's as well. great. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking you yeah. were gonna do. Okay. All right. Well, Thank welcome so to much. North Thank Carolina you. Southern Pines. Thank welcome you. I to love it. this little downtown area. You, uh, you're so lucky to be here. Oh we're lucky God, to have it. you here. Thank you. Um, and I'm so thrilled that you're here as well. Thank you. Okay. And thank you for this opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. I'm much. I'm happy. And what I'll do is um, 